So, funnily enough, actually, I am... Um, I've already seen a worse film than Fast X, just separately to this podcast, <laughs> which is what, baffling some... to me. I've already seen a film that I think is worse. Right, um, it? It's called On the Rocks, and it's uh, on Apple TV. Uh, I had to sit through it last night, um, and it forced <laughs> me to do the dishes. You know, it's, it's that bad. Um, and it's got quite good re- <laughs> a reputation on IMDb, which I'm baffled about. Um, the plot line is basically... This is, there's a husband and wife. He's he's a tech he's a tech guy, um, always out on business, very forgetful of birthdays. Blah blah blah. She starts to get a little bit like, oh, does he does he love me? Um, Bill Murray, the misogynist, uh, misogynist father comes in, and he's meant to be a playboy father. Basically, comes in, convinces her that her husband's cheating on her. They go on this journey of discovery to spy on him and everything. And uh, it ends up he's not cheating on her. <laughs> that's it. So, <laughs> that, that that's the whole story. It was it was shambolic, um, and, right. a, and potentially worse than Fast X already Fast X. In, in about three weeks. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, this is a succession discussion. Um, yeah, succession is um, finished for good. Yeah. Four seasons and uh, the Succession <laughs> is, is is an excellent TV show. Um, the story is tight and well written. We talked about Yellow Jackets last week. You know, maybe losing a bit of focus during season two. Um, <clears throat> and Succession and and so many so many stories and series kind of lose their way after a really good promising you know, first season. Yeah. Um, but Succession throughout has has delivered. The characters have, you know, all remained pretty good and relevant throughout. Um, it's intriguing. There's lots of betrayal. There's lots and lots of drama. They've made a lot. They've made drama out of suits in rooms, and 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 that's, you know, and it's it's captured the you know it's, it's almost caught the world by storm like people have really invested in it I think that's quite impressive I think you can do a suit room you know a boardroom drama really badly mm. um, <clears throat> they seem to have nailed this one um, everyone in the show had a place the you know the performances were excellent con- convincing I think there's something in you know being a bit disconnected from that world that you can't you can't always feel what those characters are feeling when they do show emotion but succession you know made a really good attempt at, at doing that um and and they they made they did make you feel in certain scenes because you built those relate they built really good relationships throughout the four seasons with the characters um it's excellent it's well written the sto- i always complain about the end of a season and the end of a story being tied together badly. I would do different things. Um, yeah. Always being disappointed with the way a story ends. Mm. I actually can't say that about Succession. I thought it ended in a highly dramatic way. No one really won in the end. And it, that felt like it was a good conclusion for that kind of world. That, you know, the betrayal that was going on, no one won. You know, everyone walked away with they're maybe they're maybe twenty percent happy, um, and that's 
that's that was that's the it's angle for the whole show well, yeah. yeah um you know it's a bittersweet show told really well you know the cast was was impeccable throughout and yeah the, the, that's the thing there there is not too much to criticize about the story um but i think that's where <laughs> i that's where this is where i do criticize um succession and you, and you'll be out coming on this as well I, I think it's dangerous. I think shows like Succession are really, really dangerous to popular culture. And the reason I believe that is because you're glorifying behaving the way some of these characters behave. Um, <clears throat> I, th I can see men now wanting to be like Logan Roy, who, you know, pushes everyone out of his path to be as successful as possible an absolute beast, you know, that doesn't puts money before his family, his friends, and and this guy's kids, Logan Roy's kids, strive to do exactly the same thing. You know, the one-upsmanship, the screwing over whoever you can to, to be the best or financially be as powerful as you can possibly be. And, and for me, the fact that this story has, has taken over popular culture in the last few months is... Is, is scary people you know aspire to be like people are aspiring to be like these people and, and, mm. and that's not necessarily what I feel like a, a story I think a story should be almost when it comes to something like this you know the high drama the high intensity it should almost be far enough away from reality but I think because it's humans in suits that are just playing on emotions and things like that I think it ends up being quite influential yeah. and, and and that is probably the biggest problem I have with this show despite it being well written and really tight you know you see in you know a lot of the time in you know throughout drama and, and cinema you know the boardroom type person the one percent they're they're seen as the bad guy um you know a lot of the time and and people that you can't relate to whereas I think succession I think can make the average viewer idolise this type of lifestyle and behaviour mm. and yeah. I'm not sure that's okay I agree I uh, I watched um, It's All Quiet on the Western Front this week have you seen it or read it or anything I haven't yet it's on the list it's a pretty horrible watch um, I mean the book's no better the book's worse I'd say but obviously the visual element of the movie uh, makes it pretty horrific obviously um, the reason that I bring it up is because I then read an article about well the anti-war movie mm -hmm. um, so you know war films being a statement against war portraying war as something evil wrong horrific scaring the viewer um and promoting an anti-war message um, and what the article raised that I thought was interesting was that the truest way of measuring whether an anti-war movie has been successful in, in its endeavour is by checking military enrolment records after the movie's been released so movies like Full Metal Jacket and uh, Jarhead, Jay Gyllenhaal um, both, despite having an anti-war message contributed to a spike in military enrollment. Wow. Suggesting that 
perhaps it's not like it's not achieved its goal and it's actually glorified military life and the life of Jarhead and Joe General's case. I think succession it has the same problem in that Jesse Armstrong has obviously written a story that it, that it is brilliant. Uh, all the individual aspects of it are pretty amazing and in, in a lot of ways it's more than the sum of its parts. It's, it blends genre very subtly. Um, it, the, kind of, the whole thing's kind of a horror. <laughs> there's, a, there's an undertone of farce about absolutely everything that goes on, even when the ramifications of the things that happen or the, the disasters and you know people losing their livelihoods and the vast sums of money and all, you know the, the, all kinds of stuff that's going wrong. It's farcical. There's humour in it all the time. Yeah. Um, it's 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 very clever. But the thing is, I think you're right. I think just like Full Metal Jacket, this doesn't portray the horrors of capitalism as much as it does glorify it. As much. Well, and I think, and I think you know that it part does partly come down to the viewer. The viewer does have some agency and some responsibility in this. But I think a lot of people see characters like this and they and they think I don't know I, I, it promotes the idea of independent wealth of of independent gain despite of, of sort of like being responsible for your life and striving against everything and everybody else to be successful and to make something of yourself and, and these are all really attractive ideas and I understand why they're popular but the destructive nature of them falls to the wayside I think and I think where I, I'm different to, to to maybe a lot of people that watch this because you know it's got high high ratings and and people are very very happy with this show. I I thought that none of the characters were particularly likable. Yeah, that's definitely something that um, is unique about this. Uh, it's, I find Succession really interesting because it's kind of an experiment in not having a single likable or relatable character um, and it does kind of point to that being unnecessary because I've spoken to loads of people that watch Succession and say oh yeah I, I hate everyone I hate everyone involved but I can't stop watching it and I do think that's really interesting um, I think it speaks to really good writing but also a kind of voyeuristic mentality that modern culture has towards the rich which I think is the is what I'm concerned about and the concerns that we're both touching on yeah yeah like you know I hate how much wealth people the 1% have but I don't want to do anything about it they can just keep playing their games and well yeah as long as it's entertaining yeah and 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 we're in a I think we are in a, a very dangerous position where and I think Succession portrays this you know entertainment has usurped morality <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 for me like you know you've got the you've got succession that is basically a show about the one percent and it's us the 99 percent that are sitting for four years consuming it laughing <laughs> calling them pathetic yeah where when the real life one percent have never probably heard of this show and I just continue are continuing exactly like I mean the I feel like the portrayal is so accurate the people involved in creating this show are potentially you know they've seen this firsthand this kind you know this kind of behavior yeah and 
<clears throat> it's like that thing of you know we're the we're the idiots sitting at home watching it but we're watching from the sidelines it's all yeah, unfolding yeah, yeah. there's nothing we can do about it presidents are involved prime ministers are involved um and you know what but then there's that then there's the greg and tom characters <laughs> where you know they're kind of from nothing all right greg's a cousin so greg greg worms weasels his way in <laughs> and and creates a really interesting relationship with Tom who who are supposed to be the outsiders and and but but Tom's almost evidence of you screw over enough you you know you screw over enough people you'll make it yeah and and I don't know if that's a really and and Tom made it to the top as well yeah and and I'm not sure that's a message that should be delivered to the masses because it's not Harry Potter, wizards flying on broomsticks. It's not. Ga- <laughs> it's it's not that. Game of Thrones in a completely different world. It's not Star Trek, Star Wars. It's human beings, and it's too close to its source material. Is you, what you're trying. Is that what you mean? I I think you know Harry Potter has had a lot of influence yeah. in, in modern society. Super Mario, Game of Thrones, <laughs> all of these fictional things that are untouchable have had so much influence so what does something that is almost in reach what what does what what does that do to someone's psychology you know psychology when they're watching that kind of show well, I, I could be there yeah yeah if i just you know if i just do that you know if yeah. i apply myself if i'm ruthless if i'm brutal if i think with logic and only logic I can do that, and and I I'm not sure. I mean, that's a even good if thing. It, even if it's not promoting it in that literal of a sense, it's um. I mean, you know, in, in this country, we're experiencing a cost of living crisis, which I'm sure many other podcasts are banging on about, and um, this has come out. I mean, I know it's American, obviously it's HBO, but it's coming out at that time, and it's not necessarily that it's saying to its audience you can achieve exactly this if you have this mindset but what it is doing is it's promoting sort of the, the independent ideology the sort of like you work at you and, and and you'll succeed and it's a really positive idea the problem is it's, it's locking you into a capitalist perspective because in, in the reality is there is an element of luck it's not as simple as you work as hard as you can and be as ruthless and soulless as, as possible and and you'll make it you'll become wealthy and successful and powerful like it's not it's simply not that black and white because um, because ultimately for every 20 30 people who who apply themselves to their career dedicate their lives are in these large organizations trying to work themselves up the ladder for every 30 of them there is the greg who's the cousin who has been who is on a 200k a week salary that he doesn't deserve and in episode seven or eight is in a video conference where he just looks at the screen, sacks 30 people and go, and then put, and shuts the screen. Yeah. And, and he walks away, he shuffles his suit and he goes, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And leaves the room. And, and, and I think the, how meaningless all of those people on that screen were, you know, the people underneath the 1%, you know, us, <laughs> how, how how meaningless we we all are to that that culture, um, and it's us and 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 then and now we're sitting lording it, you know yeah. we're sitting lording well, that, behavior I mean, in TV that show. power and 
uh, position in society and, and wealth. I mean, the power is attractive, isn't it? And it's appealing. Um, and it does make me think, like, I wonder how much responsibility writers bear. Because um, I, I, I would always, or I have always defended writers, and I would always say that, you, you know, your ability to entertain comes before anything else. That's what drama is. And Succession is, is an example of brilliant drama. But how much, like, how much is Wolf of Wall Street, for example, responsible for glorifying um, the life of yeah. Jordan Belfort? I mean, he's a hero now yeah. to a lot of people. And, and, and that's the thing. And he had a, a, an almighty demise within mm. the film. And I feel like that's probably still not focused on. You no, know, that's, not, not, that's, that's not the message that's <laughs> taken yeah, away. That's the thing. Like, you know, obviously that movie's great for a lot of different reasons. Jonah Hill, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. But Jordan Belfort himself makes a cameo appearance at the end. Um, and I know, I know it's a biopic, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a reflection of his life. But if you talk to anyone about that movie, you know, they love it. And it's not because... I kind of love it. <laughs> I, I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I really enjoy it. But it's not because... Well, I mean, you know, maybe you and I are different, but I'd like to say that anyway. But, but you know, Leo... It's not, Most people don't love that movie because of Leo's portrayal of the character. I mean, you know, they, they love it because of particular scenes. They love it because of the portrayal of that lifestyle. Yeah. And the memes it's created. Yeah. And, and then I want to, you know, like that line, there's no nobility in poverty came out of that movie and I've heard a lot of people use that word and or use that phrase in a in a different context without uh, with, with no humour mm. using it very seriously yeah um, so yeah I think that the entertainment that we consume has a huge influence on our uh, cultural psyche and I, yeah I agree I am kind of concerned about things like succession um, and, and Wolf of Wall Street for that reason I wonder, does it apply though when you watch something like Breaking Bad? I recently finished Ozarks. Um, sorry, Ozark. Set in the Ozarks. It's the same thing, you know. Uh, to what extent do those stories glorify becoming a drug lord? <laughs> yeah. Working, you know, selling drugs, working illegally, power. You know, there's, there's tons of these. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of want to say that they don't quite have the same effect. I, I've always, I've always felt with the, with those shows, and and I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, Narcos is another one. Yeah, it's there is there there is a an underlying tone from the outset that you know these guys are breaking the law, mm. and yeah, they the maybe look cool and whilst doing it, but there's. There's, there's there's evil there's there's a you know there's illegal and evil activity that happens within within those streams that that kind of maybe bring you back into reality a little bit the issue with succession yeah. is not much done not not many of the evil acts are illegal they could just be frowned it's it's all acts that could be frowned upon well i think what's concerning is it's all stuff that genuinely happens on a day-to-day basis in big business um and it's all stuff that we we accept as normal. Culturally. And as a small business owner, to try and get, to try and grow, you know, achieve growth, mm. start brutal, you know, br- brutally <laughs> like demanding more from his colleagues because of being influenced by this. And, I, and I'm sure you know, small business owners is a bit more a bit more savvy to that. But I, I genuinely think that kind of that kind of psyche can can bleed in when well, when yeah. consumed 
in such a large quantity. It's, millions and millions of people have just watched four years of this. Yeah. Four years of toxic masculinity on our screens. And, you know, women be it taking oh. on toxic masculinity as a and, and and it being seen as a position of strength and 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 power and yeah it's 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 worrying it is mm-hmm. it is worrying um there's also an another crit i mean the other criticism i would have and i feel like again with again it's a good story but other criticism i also actually wonder how accessible in the grand scheme how accessible the show actually is to so I'm just trying to, you know, does it almost keep a certain audience away just because of the way it's framed, the complicated language, um, you know, a lot of the unnecessary language as well? Does it almost limit its audience in, in that sense? I, I kind of felt like it's, this show is not for a lot of people. It's not for me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but... um I mean, I guess you look at the numbers. Mm. It's got a crazy viewer count, isn't it? So I guess it's not doing, I guess, what it, what might be ostracizing a particular like, percentage of the population or whatever, or, or a, a, a fraction of its audience isn't doing it any... It isn't causing any problems for it. It's obviously still bringing in enough viewership. Mm. Um, mm. I, I definitely did find it almost impossible to watch at points. <laughs> um, I hated, yeah I, yeah, I pretty much yeah. hated the experience start to finish. Like, it, I find it very difficult with shows like this. To, I mean, I, I had so many people, as I've already said, say, you know, I hated everyone, but I can't stop watching it. I hated everyone and wanted to stop watching it. You know, like that I can't look past it. Mm. And that the sickening feeling that, that the whole thing, the whole exposing yourself to that entire sort of world gives you or gave me was I couldn't get past that mm. and no matter and, and again so little happens you know like this I know okay I know it does but in terms of the sort of and this is a problem with the boardroom the boardroom drama like it's generally for me I find it quite dry because there's I mean there's there's not a huge amount of spectacle while you're still within the world of what actually does happen like day to day sort of thing and like it's 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 just depressing the sort mm. of whole finance bro like <laughs> yeah. capitalist sort of agenda thing like I don't I don't know it's, it's yeah it's very much not for me and the way you know you keep remembering every now and then you get this jarring realisation that this is a family this is an immediate nuclear family yeah. like Logan and Kendall are father and son and there's absolutely no sense at any point that they care for each other yeah they, okay there's a flicker you know not <laughs> especially around his death and stuff but like you, you never get the sense that it's reciprocated by Logan yeah and that's and it's that's so depressing yeah, yeah. You know, like realise how what this sort of this power hunger and this like environment of valuing money over everything like has done to these people it's so bleak and I, yeah I, I struggle to find any enjoyment past that alright a quick change of pace alright um, so you know we appreciate we appreciate the writing and the story mm. um, but obviously we've got those criticisms um, if you could be one character out of succession which one would you apply yourself to you know <laughs> right so what do you mean do you mean like so you like, know, had the if, choice if to you, be one of them if, in their life you know um, 
Like, you absolutely have to choose one of these characters to portray. In, like, <laughs> as, a, as a real life. Like, this is you in real life, one of those characters. So I get to choose. Not the one that I think I'm most like. But the I one, the one that you feel like... Obviously, you're probably going to try and choose the one that saves face the most. But who would you go for? You know, like, this. I guess I'm a victim of my own point here. Like, the first name that came to mind was Logan. <laughs> <laughs> You'd instantly think like why? Because he is the you know like you you want to be the epicenter. You want to be the one with all the power. Because you know I'd think like oh, if I was the the mogul, if I was the business billionaire or whatever with all the power and influence, like I'd be different. I'd be better. Like you know. And then and of course I'm the same as everybody else. Like I like yeah yeah it'd be great to have that much financial freedom and power. But it is it's attractive. But. It's like it's like the temptation of sin, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? I I don't know why Roman comes to mind. But I think, <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> but um, but Roman, I, I'm not even thinking about it. Roman comes to mind, and I'm, I have a problem with that uh, <laughs> because. Um, he, he has this weird loyalty towards Logan though that's re- like really you know it's almost like he's the one that is the most emotional which I, I found throughout the show in the end which was which was quite bizarre but he I mean he had something about him he, he yeah. wasn't you know he wasn't it's like he definitely shouldn't have been in the room but he was in the room yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of used that power to his advantage at all yeah. times and what that says about me, I don't know, but maybe that maybe that's something that this is good. This is mostly bad, but you know, there's a bit. There's a bit of fun, and ev- probably everyone watching this is is picking the character that they would be. Um, maybe someone would, someone would want to be the Greg yeah. because he's a little bit innocent. Well, but I think Greg is the sensible answer. Of people. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he is the sensible answer because he's he's the one character that I. Th- him and Tom, they try and make them a little bit lovable. Close to relatable. Yeah. They are at least, despite being very much embedded in that world, are, they do represent the outside. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I found Greg more weaselly than anyone. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the end, he was, he was fucking over Tom. Like, he was screwed. Like, at any given opportunity, he started talking about the quad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because he thought Tom was gonna lose, so he started thinking about he's talking about the quad, giving all you know, really you know, and, and obviously he's a a depiction of how that world consumed him completely. Mm. Um, I mean, he already had the idea because he you know at the first episode he drove a very long way for Logan's birthday in season yeah. one. Um, Logan had no idea who he was, and he you know he was like I'm I'm the cousin. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and yeah, and he kind of just infiltrated, did a lot of bad things, you know, said a lot of bad stuff just because he was told to, and just because it looked that he could look like he could be trusted, but because he did it in a goofy way, he maybe looked a little bit more lovable than some of the other characters, and I don't know if that was intended, but yeah, it was just all, it was all a bit depressing that that's actually what goes on in the end. Um, um, I read an article about uh, well actually Brian Cox appeared on the Laura Koonsberg show I don't know if you saw that uh, no I saw Brian Cox promoting succession on, on BBC yeah. um, being the uh, the wee boy from Glasgow that had <laughs> not a 
you know, pot to piss in or anything like that, and now he's betraying this. That's I don't know if he did. He did the same thing on on Laura Coop. Well, something similar. He, he was talking about. I mean, he talks about him uh, not watching the finale. Right. He didn't. He did past his character's death. He uh, he didn't watch anymore. <laughs> he stopped watching, which I think is quite funny. He said, "Yeah, once I'm um, once I'm done with something, I move on," which I kind of I kind of rate. <laughs> but um. No, the reason I brought that up was because he was he did talk about a uh, an example of the one percent actually uh, what well you know him encountering the one percent in filming this. Right. So he said he was in a cafe in London, and a guy came up to him, shook his hand, and said, oh, um, "I really enjoyed the show, like good work, but my wife hates it." And he said, "Oh, why does why doesn't your wife like it?" And the guy said, "Oh, well, I'm married to Elizabeth Murdoch." <laughs> <laughs> oh my over. god! Um, and I do, I do. They know obviously throughout the airing of Succession, loads of people have said, "Oh, it's based on the Murdochs, so it's based on these people." And there are parallels that are so transparent. I think not just with the Murdochs, oh, but with see, a variety yeah. of rich. Um And so, so it is obviously like the intention of Jesse Armstrong and the writing team is, is obviously to portray real life one percent behavior. <laughs> Um, but yeah I mean they do affirm that it's not based on anybody spe- specifically it's of course a satire on all of them not sure that makes it any better but, but yeah I mean, like the like the war movie it sort of it fails to what you know it, it has a strong message of this is this is wrong but in reality kind of just entrenches the idea should we have a look at some of the uh, the comments hmm the first one is, is is worrying to me. Right. And th- and this is exactly why Yeah. Nine out of ten, toxic and exciting family drama. <laughs> now and full disclosure, I think it's an eight out of ten as a as a, oh, okay. as a show. But the danger and the potential to harm I think it does outside you know, it's all. You know, there's there's a lot. It's, there's not many flaws, but I could I couldn't. You know, get, and I'm trying to be as fair as possible and say, look, it's a really good show. Yeah. Despite my let's lack of enjoyment, it's a really good show. I appreciate what it does. It is entertaining. There's high drama, but because I believe it's dangerous and harmful a little bit, um, I, I wouldn't give it. You know, a nine or a ten because of that, but. Toxic and exciting family drama. I highly recommend this TV show. It's full of, t- full of tension, brilliant acting, and great dialogue. Agree. The characters are very unlikable, but fascinating. The series gets better and better. Anybody who has experienced a strong father and a toxic atmosphere of siblings competing for their father's love will feel a strong recognition with the show. Is that a good thing? Oh well, I mean, I guess the review doesn't specify whether the rate that... relatability to having it's a trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess it's a testament to its um, authenticity. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't really know if that if that's a good thing. I mean, that was a quite an accurate review, um, mm. but I'm not sure for the right reasons. Yeah, and that's that's. How I feel about the show. It was good, but was it good for the... It, I don't think it's good for the right reasons. 
Um, we need a bit yeah. of black. We need a bit of black mirror to balance this out. <laughs> Absolutely need a bit of black mirror in a few weeks to balance this kind of stuff out. Um, but yeah, what do, I mean, I mean, you've given it a rating of Survival too. Um, I'm gonna give it a six mm. because I, 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 you know, I struggle with the ratings. That's what I say every week. But like, I don't think we're, um, or well, I'm certainly not reviewing uh, this as a sort of functional piece. I don't want to say, oh, the writing's really good and the acting's brilliant and it's really consistent and tight and therefore it's objectively good. You know, like I'm reviewing it as art and mm. what and how I respond to it and I didn't enjoy it. Um, so I'm being generous with a six and it is the writing being tight and the dialogue being super sharp that is bringing it up to a six for me. Mm. I would give it lower. Um, like I'm impressed by those aspects, therefore... Yeah, you know, like that was what they were the things that I enjoyed. But if you were going to write a boardroom drama, that's probably the one. Yeah, you'd like, yeah, that's, yeah. You'd, you want it, I mean? you'd want it to look like that, wouldn't you? But like, I do. It's very close to its source material sometimes. Like sometimes mm. too close, and so I like. I wonder. I don't know. Like, there's room for it. I get it. Sort of doing the interpretation of real life or whatever. But it's like that. Um, the room I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think, like the room we were talking about, um, Emma Donahue's novel that was adapted to a movie mm. so I gave was, the film an honourable mention because yeah. it was well well done and we were talking about it being slightly too transparently based on the Fritzl case mm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think this it falls victim to the same thing it, it's too transparently based on I know it's not one specific family it's taken like stories and anecdotes from different different ones and stuff but it still has that same problem of just being too close to its source material and, yeah. too, and because of that a little bit too raw and sometimes I don't know if that always makes the best um, parable if mm. it's too close it's not a sort of nice <laughs> it's not it's not a story that has a message that translates to a real life problem or yeah. a real life issue or a modern day concern it almost just is putting a camera on those things happening mm. you know so I don't know if that succeeds in being satire quite as much yeah. as other people say it's one more worry, and then something quite interesting. Mm -hmm. The worry is the amount of spin-offs that this is going to get. Or really? I, it's not going to get direct spin-offs, but you'll know. You like remember Vikings? Um, <laughs> you had a Netflix season called Valhalla. You had films coming out. You had The Northman. Yeah. The, the five uh, years yeah. on the back of Viking. The five years on the back of The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know the five years of weird stuff on the back of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think we're in for a few well, years. In a way, Vikings was all of those, wasn't it? Maybe, yeah, potentially. You saw, you saw, you see how it all rolled. But, but Vikings it. was at least good. We're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get a few years of bad boardroom dramas yeah. off the back of this because people will be, they'll be thirsty for it, and and yeah. so that's a worry for me. I think we're gonna be back here reviewing something quite similar. It's, I do find it amazing how, we, I, I think it's a symptom of. Um, of the prevalence of streaming services like Netflix and Amazon and all that like how much you get you know when something blows up you get oh well you liked that so you'll love this we'll do a similar and yeah. there's just this kind of like so I remember after Breaking Bad like Narcos popped up and the whole thing was like oh it's like Breaking Bad but you'll look I think Ozark again did the same thing like there's, all, there's always the comparison to like the sort of quintessential story from that genre which was, which of course is Breaking Bad and I think yeah I think you're right I think Succession will represent that story that piece of fiction in this genre 
So you're probably right. I think we will get some more. Um, where it's obviously increased the popularity and the demand for the boardroom. There'll be a Netflix one soon. I mean, we've had Suits, which yeah. was, you know, 10 years ago, went on way too long, um, but, you know, was, about, you know, it's, it's lawyers. Um, so there's that interesting concept there that, you know, you've had White House down, you've had lots White House down? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not boardroom drama. Oh, it's white, what's white house? Oh in. no, no, no! I'm thinking of uh, sorry. I'm thinking of like blue collar or white collar yeah. or something yeah, like no, that. You're thinking of House of Cards. And all oh, House of Cards. This is well. This is everyone them trying to make people forget about House of Cards yeah. because of yeah. Watch what Kevin's happened face with it. yeah. yeah. Um, and then the interesting thing: um, one of the executive producers on this directed the menu. Can, yeah, that you, is can you see any? Not. Can you see the connection or can you see it? I think it was, they're both sleek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They always, um, yeah they're, they're both kind of shiny, aren't they? Yeah. Both well polished. But uh, other than that, no, very little. No, very little. Like, I, well, uh, maybe. There's, there's, there's story components that yeah. kind of echo, but I mean, yeah. I, you're, I'm reaching really to even... Maybe, maybe the menu was him regretting what he'd done with Succession. <laughs> So killing off a load of one percenters in a film about a restaurant. <laughs> There's been a lot of spoilers in this episode <laughs> for, for things that I'm not even supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Ruined like three or four Seven shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, lots of spoilers in that. I'm afraid. Yeah. 